with showers, what if people aren't to use soap, what would you suggest people use? Yeah, there's uh, a, you can lather with uh, coconut oil. It mm-hmm. actually works quite well, and so uh, you can it's both hydrating and uh, removes residues and all of that. And mm-hmm. so you can work that into a lather. Uh, we've got you know the, the approach to the after you know shower with our skin product that we just developed to recover that microbiome quickly because you're really looking to get that communication rebuilt at the skin as soon as you're coming out of you know chlorine or whatever it is. Chlorine's quite I potent know. antibiotic, and so coming out of chlorine. You want to get that microbiome supported quickly again, and you want to let the skin breathe. So reducing the amount of mm-hmm. cosmetics we use, reducing the amount of lotions and other things that would seal our skin you know, to the outside mm-hmm. world is going to be important for our anti-aging efforts. What about herbs and like Chinese, like Chinese herbs or like Ayurvedic herbs mm-hmm. and stuff that a lot of people take in mushrooms? What do you think about those? I'm a huge fan of any whole food mm-hmm. approach, right? So you're no longer doing... The reductionist, like here's a vitamin A compound. Here's a food that has complex amino acids, minerals, pretty much the whole periodic chart and represented, you know, somewhere in there. Especially in the trace, you know, micro minerals that you find in Chinese medicines, and your example, mushrooms being another good example. There's these tiny little trace ormus molecules that are kind of on the platinum level of the periodic table, and these little tiny minerals have an incredible capacity to exchange light energy with our water within our cells. And so it's a beautiful way in which the plant world has learned to, to create vitality within the, the consumer of those plants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just so interesting how it's like as above, so below, you know, with the microbiome and within our body. And that's something I've realized too, that you can't put, you can't do one thing without it impacting another thing within your body and within your life even, and within what you're eating and it's been scary, but also really beautiful to realize that, that our body is so much more intelligent than what we think. And I think there was, what I grew up with was that reductionist approach where it was like, if you want you know, muscle, have more protein. If you want this, do that. And you just didn't really understand how everything works together. Has that been part of your process in your journey was understanding, I guess, when you were first in the medical, when you were first in medicine in your career and then sort of coming to terms with like, oh my gosh, everything is working very intricately together and our body is so much more simple and complex than maybe what we originally perceived it to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a growing realization that biology is a it's an ancient art mm-hmm. <laughs> and we have come to believe in this last century that we could control all that biology. So we did that in our farming practices through chemical agriculture, you know, the simple shift to chemical nutrients for our soil systems in the 1950s, all the way to, you know, our high dependence on herbicides and pesticides to kill everything, you know, in that food system and soil systems. And so we've got sterile planet now, 97% of our soils on earth depleted or severely depleted. And we've done the same thing in our bodies over that time as we became addicted to the belief that the chemical industry would have our solutions. So we allowed the profit-like trust in the pharmaceutical industry over these last few decades that allowed them to suggest to us that they could dictate you know, our health or our vitality or our survival or our, our disease course or whatever it is. And when we outsourced our our own body's biology, we lost a lot of empowerment and we are on a high-speed version of that now as we look at the kind of blurring of lines between military medical state and you know this bizarre kind of mix of macroeconomics and 
you know, health and disease as we see it collapsing in this COVID period. So we, we are in a period where we are starting to realize or express, I think, mm-hmm. uh, loss of identity. Mm-hmm. We have outsourced our identity at the cellular level to powers that we allowed to occur and then we empowered through our own behavior. And so we created Monsanto, we created Bayer, we created Pharmaca, you know, all, all of this, you know, kind of dependence on infrastructure and, you know, sending stuff to and fro and, you know, the kind of Amazon type mm-hmm. belief, like we got to order everything. We got to order all of our vitamins. We got to order all of our medications. We got to order our, you know, our books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have to order what we're going to think today. You know, we're in this extreme version of consumerism. And I'm just a little worried that too few people are sitting in the forest right now just having an original thought. Mm -hmm. And that's trickling down into our health and our vitality when we had this reductionist outsourced view of who we are and where our health comes from. We left ourselves very vulnerable to a situation in which our freedoms would be taken from us at almost every level. And we have certainly given up freedom of education. We've given up freedom of curiosity when we allowed Google to start to you know, monetize our curiosity. Every time you Google something, some third party is being enriched off your curiosity. And so it's an interesting phenomenon that we've allowed this to happen literally on every level for the pursuit of comfort and ease. And that's that was the driver. <laughs> it's easy to order off of Amazon. It's easy to order your multivitamins and eat crap food because it tickles all of your neurotransmitters like a drug will. And and so we have created this world that we're in and that's both a little horrific. It just points to an enormous lack of self-love, uh, enormous lack of self-insight as to how powerful we are, how beautiful we are, how sacred we are, that we would allow any you know cosmetic company or anything like that to tell us that we need to put chemicals on our body to improve our looks is astounding so it's just there's time for us now i think to a acknowledge wow that was that was an intense you know toddlerhood of human consciousness how are we going to shift what what are we going to shift to and the answer is because we have the power to create the world we are we have the power to change it and so we have to at that cellular level start to acknowledge the beauty within us and acknowledge that there is something greater that we could express as a humanity than this extreme state of consumerism. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.